Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. Do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on DanaGlennSmith.com, Light, Judgment, and the Word. Rebellion or Mercy, the Path Well Worn. Last Witness of the Last Generation. The Message of Mr. Trustwell Hope. The Bane of Lawless People on warn-usa.com Christian Gospel Converge Last Days on Classic Warn Radio Life and Death Before You Book of Romans Part 13 The Lord Will Save Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 86 on Battle Lines And don't miss these Warren Radio episodes for October 11th through the 13th, Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Memorial Young Martyrs, Prophesied Missions, Receiving Christ, Miracles and Signs, Thursday's Battle Lines, Isaiah's Series, Judgment and Justice, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 192 on Battle Lines, Kingdom War and the Coming King, Obedience or Rebellion, Part 7 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising, a Christian fiction thriller written by Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. And hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Angus and & Robertson. And the Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. Now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's a mess. Well, greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight on this beautiful fall evening? Well, I'm doing great, and it's been beautiful today. 
Yes, it has. The last few days, actually. Yeah, been real nice. And uh, we had a little, little winter last week. And uh, we were beginning to wonder if it was going to hit a little early. But it always hits about a week before Halloween or two, you know. Just just before Halloween, we get a cold spot and everything, and it steps up to remind you of four seasons. We've had a beautiful autumn, and uh, yes, we have. Thank the Lord. And it allowed us to get the harvest in and get ready for winter. So. Up front, we have uh, an article that we feature. Uh, every week, we feature an article. This is called The Bane of Lawless People. Well, when we talk about the bane, bane means the cause of great distress or annoyance. And there are people that are lawless in America. Boy, howdy. And they are a cause of great distress or annoyance annoyance, for those who don't do these things. You, you know, and whether you like it or not, there are the righteous and there are the wicked. Okay, that's just the way it is. And there are those that cause distress and annoyance and in the big city... You know, the metropolitan areas, we see a lot of stuff we don't like. And it is just, you know, when you look at America, we are in trouble because of the things we do. So, in this article, the bane of a lawless people within a nation can be not only seen... But what they do will tear down the moral fabric of society. And, and that's what's happening. It is our true, our system of government was not made for unrighteous people. And whether you like it or not, that's <clears throat> the way it is. As we plainly see today, the divided nation of America brings to the table such hate and vitriol that it threatens society, and I believe that deeply. It has already been the cause of hatred, murders, looting, and the burning of our city's businesses. While they declare it righteous, the guilt flows from the lips of these thugs who are doing these things. They are financed, controlled, and fed by powerful political elites. The blood and guilt, therefore, flow from the hidden hands who contrive and conspire to burn America down. But this is not just an American issue. Worldwide, we see nations in turmoil, governments persecuting their own people, roving bands of murderous thugs, all of which see themselves as righteous and pure while they delight in their works. Of such was Cain who slew Abel. No manner of stupendous foolishness or grandstand of acumen can convince a righteous person that folly is the wisdom to which they must seek. Here we discuss the bane, or the cause of great distress or annoyance. For America, that bane to which we refuse is the shrewd fool who sees goodness in unrighteousness. It is also the nation that once had a leadership at the helm of its ship estate that knew the path to which they should be headed. Today we find the opposite, however. But many in the helm of the ship estate are immoral, godless, and follow a line of foolishness. I could rant. I could rave. I could appeal to fools that the folly which they are following is not wise. Now, that's an excerpt from this particular article, The Bane of Lawless People. But 
I remember what George Washington said in the fragments of the draft of the first inaugural address that he gave in 1789. He said, The blessed religion revealed in the word of God will remain an eternal and awful monument to prove that the best institution may be abused by human depravity that they may even in some instances be made subservient to the vilest purposes. And today we look on those words and we see it happening. Boy, we do. Yes, sir. <coughs> Second Peter three ten through 11 But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now the bane of lawless people was written by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Warren Radio shows are hosted by the watchman Dana G. Smith and Tower, who is the co-host. The WIBR Warren Radio websites and ministries is an in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, warning agency in these last days. All scripture we quote is King James Version of the Bible, unless it is noted to be otherwise. The work and ministry of the WIBR Warren Radio is about the testimony of Jesus Christ through the faith of Jesus Christ by the mercy of our God and our Father through his grace extended flowing from the love of God to all people everywhere, commanding everyone to repent. Amen to that. Yes. And we feature every week an article that is on our website. The Bane of Lawless People, you will find it on danaglennsmith.com. And with a little searching, you'll find it on warn-usa.com. That is the bane of a lawless people, or the cause of great distress or annoyance. So when you're lawless, that's what happens. Your fruits causes distress and annoyance. And we're going to be looking at global Christian <laughs> relief. This is a special focus segment. And uh, this comes to us from globalchristianrelief.org. And uh, across the Middle East, they write... There are over 300 million Muslims who don't know Jesus Christ. That's like astronomical. Yeah, it is. That's horrible. But we there's a community of underground believers actively fighting this staggering figure. Their weapons, courage, and a secret Bible printing press. Now... The Global Christian Relief, the ones in charge, in the management, the one among them who wrote this, says, Recently I traveled to the Middle East to visit our partners and see this Bible printing press in action. It was a heart-stirring experience, and I'm eager to share it with you. And they have exclusive videos so you can go over to globalchristianrelief.org and you can look for some of their videos over there. And you'll find one on the Bible Press. In this area of the world, the Bible is illegal. Amazingly, the Christian community risks it all for the gospel. These fearless believers not only print Bibles in multiple languages, but they also put them in the hands of persecuted Christians and Muslim seekers. While trekking across rugged frontiers to spread God's word and grow the underground church, they face serious danger. 
Our friend Omar, a local Christian leader, shares his experience. He says, We get death threats. We face persecution constantly. But we have peace in Jesus. Amen. Every day if we don't we don't know if we will live or die. Our life is in God's hands. You and I would agree with Omar that despite the risks Delivering God's word into the hands of persecuted believers means everything. That's why this mission is so urgent. Our brothers and sisters in the Middle East desperately need the Bible. Yes. To grow their newfound Christian faith. To discover God's promises and good plans for them. To become strong disciple makers pursuing the Great Commission and to wield the sword of the Spirit as others violently pressure them to return to Islam. So I urge you to pray and support the persecuted brethren worldwide. And when we talk about globalchristianrelief.org, this is an organization that we recommend. And again, as I say all the time, they don't pay us for covering this. We don't charge these people money. We do this as part of our ministry to let you know who is working on the mission field, who needs your prayers, and even financial support if you can so afford. So make it a point to check out globalchristianrelief.org. Visit our website at warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com and you'll find more information and more articles and radio shows so check it out are you ready yes conversion in the miraculous this story comes to us from C- um, cbn christian broadcast network While conversion to our Lord Jesus Christ is miraculous, here is a story that truly is a gift. From a religious Christian to a Muslim convert and back to a supernatural experience and the true Christ. Mike Westerfield was in a crisis mode. Raised as a religious Christian, Mike was involved in his church and even preached on occasion. But when he had no answers for the Muslim inmates who were being who were giving him Islamic literature at a Florida prison, he did the unthinkable. He converted to Islam. Mike just wasn't sure about the Trinity or how to defend it, and the Muslim prisoners whom he visited every day sensed a weakness. And he told his story in a powerful video for I Found the Truth. I ended up abandoning Christianity and embraced Islam. I was a Muslim for 12 years and attended an Islamic (coughs) university for some time in hopes of becoming a Muslim imam or scholar. After seven years of being a faithful Muslim, I started rethinking Jesus' role after learning more about Islam, its deception and lies. I started looking back into my old books on Christian apologetics from a Bible college I attended and began reading the Bible. I also started reviewing Lee Strobel's literature in The Case for Christ, Case for Faith, and watched Rabbi Zacharias' videos. I was eventually introduced to Abdu Murray, who was with Embrace the Truth International. He was an ex-Muslim turned Christian apologist. He was the first ex-Muslim I met and could share my thoughts and doubts with. He talked openly with me and did not condemn me. He listened as to why I was now considering leaving Islam after being fanatical about it at one time. In 2012, I ended up having a dream about Jesus, and in it I was covered in the blood, or I was covered in his blood. I couldn't understand why I I had this dream, but it was truly amazing, and I couldn't get it out of my mind. Jesus' blood filled the scene in my dream. I tried to run from it, but it covered me entirely. I felt such peace and love and Jesus' dark brown eyes piercing my soul. 
I called Abdu Murray and told him about my dream, and he was shocked. That the night I had the dream, he and Josh McDowell had prayed that Jesus would appear to me in a dream and show himself to me. The God of heaven graciously heard their prayer and sent a dream that convinced me his blood was more than sufficient to forgive me of my sins. Hallelujah. Right then, I knew in my heart that Jesus was the Son of God, but leaving Islam was not easy. Excuse me. Finally, I fully surrendered everything to Jesus. A year later, in January of 2013, and was born again, it was glorious. Jesus never gave up on me. Today, I am blessed to have completed a master's degree in Christian (coughs) studies, have how privileged I am to serve Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I truly love sharing the gospel, and especially with Muslims who are in desperate need of the forgiveness that only the cross of Christ can bring. And Mike told his story in a video called The Inescapable Love of Jesus. His prayer is that it would inspire other Christians to reach out to Muslims. And Mike says, if you have someone in your family or a friend who has left the faith and converted to Islam, don't give up on them. Keep praying. Keep loving them. Tell your friends to pray for them. Storm the gates of heaven together. That's what my father did, and God answered his prayers. Don't give up because this is a matter of life and death. And you can catch Mike's powerful one-of-a-kind video on ifoundthetruth.com. That's an in- amazing story. It is. And I thank God he never gives up on us. Yeah, so do I. And that's a good uh, a good website, too. Ifoundthetruth.com. Yeah, yeah, beautiful name, yeah. Yes, I like that. <clears throat> well, we're talking about uh, the believers... And we're talking about the gospel, missions, and a lot of other things. This next one is another special missions excerpt. It's called Wife of a Martyr. When a pregnant woman named Burktukan woke up in the hospital in a daze, as soon as she realized that her husband wasn't in the room. She knew something was seriously wrong. Just prior, her family was violently targeted for their faith. Sadly, her husband was killed during the attack, forcing her into the role of a grieving single mother. And when this happens... You know, anything like this. This is exactly why International Christian Concern jumps in. And so, what they tell you now is what they did. Through your support, we provided her with a home where she and her newborn daughter can live in peace. In the months since, she has shared with us that her husband's death has led to a boldness to share the gospel within the local Christian community. Thank you for continually standing with the families of martyrs around the world. That was Jeff King of International Christian Concern. And you can go to persecution.org. You know, and these are short testimonies too. They're not meant to be really long. But here she is pregnant. All of a sudden wakes up in a hospital room. Not really knowing what happened. So she was definitely had issues too. Because she couldn't really remember. And so she finds herself a single mother. There's no home, no support, or nothing. And International Christian Concern took care of all three, all of that. Thank and you, Lord. This is really, really important. 
He's for kinda... the many organizations that work around the world to be able to help the individual needs of believers because this one would have been grievous, you know, Tower? Oh, it is. It's um it's just gut wrenching that this stuff even goes on. And thank God there's ministries out there that can that help that are able to help these in these types of situations. Yeah. <clears throat> Now we're looking at a Ugandan teen who received Christ. Teen. This is uh, in Uganda. This is via MorningStarNews.org. And this was also found on ChristianNews.net. And they do this a lot of times. So they'll be on several. And then these different sites will quote one another. An evangelistic team in this eastern Uganda this month discovered a Muslim had locked up his son and starved him for more than four months for accepting Christ. That's horrible. Now this... uh, Muslim, uh, and of course we're talking about a 17-year-old son, had accepted Christ when he was after he heard preaching in Iganga. His son was attending a boarding school there, and a teacher at the fo- at the school phoned the dad to report the conversion. The boy was locked up upon a return visit home, according to an area pastor. The pastor learned of the abuse on September 15th during an evangelistic home visit in Nakoma. He said the previous day, the father did not allow him and other Christians engaged in an evangelistic campaign that week to enter his property. The team learned from area residents that he had locked his son inside for more than four months for converting to Christianity. The team returned on September 15th. The pastor pleaded to be granted a few minutes to pray for the family, and they were given five minutes. And he says, as we were praying, there was a very strong bad smell in the house, the pastor said. Since we were many, we forcefully entered the inner room where the smell was coming from and found a teenage boy in a dilapidated state. A photo of the boy obtained by Morningstar News shows him in starving condition with skin clinging to his bones. Team members forcibly took the teenager, whose name is withheld for security reasons, and they took him to a nearby hospital for treatment while the pastor and others remained with the Muslim family. The dad told the pastor and his team that when his son returned home, he and other relatives tied him up and denied him food because he had become a Christian by making a public confession, which was a disgrace to our family, the father said. The message reached us through his teachers at Ibun Secondary School in Iganga, where our son was schooling. His teacher called us over the phone and told us about him joining Christianity. At the hospital, the pastor said, the boy was able to utter only a few words about his mistreatment. The pastor said he learned from his mother that she had provided him with water while he was locked up. The mother used to sneak in with only water, but when her son fell sick, she didn't bring him medicine but insulted him by calling him an infidel to the family religion and that he should die. That's what the pastor told Morningstar News. Now, the father later repented of his cruelty and other sins 
and put his faith in Christ, according to the pastor. He persuaded us not to report the incident to the police. The situation at the moment is very delicate because the father risks to be arrested and at the same time he is a new Christian. We first need to treat the suffering young man then later discuss with the family the next course of action. The abuse was the latest of many incidents of persecution of Christians in Uganda that Morning Star News has documented. Uganda's constitution and other laws provide for religious freedom, including the right to propagate one's faith and convert from one faith to another. Muslims make up no more than 12% of Uganda's population with high concentrations in eastern areas of the country. And so there's a little story directly from the field comes to us from christiannews.net via morningstarnews.org it's about Uganda and a teen there who received Christ and was punished by his family for receiving Christ but thank God for the pastor and those with him Amen. That uh, got involved here. And so remember to pray for the persecuted church. And donate to the organization that has boots on the ground. So you know that whatever they donate, whatever you do, that they are on the ground and you know the aid will get to the people that need it. You know, you know what's surprising about this? That region is only 12% Muslim, and look at all the power they have over that. Yeah. That shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. I don't know. I, I, I look at this, and in so many ways, this could have gone south. Oh, yes, it could have. But, uh, you know, these... You know, they operate on fear. And so... Well, if the mother hadn't been giving him water, he wouldn't have lived as yeah. long as he did. I mean, you know, she's doing him a favor with water, but where's the food? Yeah. You know, but he didn't die. Thank God. Yeah. So at any rate, you ready? Yes. This story comes to us via globalchristianrelief.org. Sudanese Christians' Cost of Faith in Jesus Christ. Persecuted, Christian, persecuted Sudanese Christians like El Bajir quickly learned that expressing their faith publicly can come with a very real cost. Elbajar accepted Jesus into his heart in high school and has since faced fallout from family, friends, and Muslim leaders. One of his relatives even sent him a text message which read, I will shoot you if I meet you again. Elbajar grew, grew up in a strict Muslim family. But his life changed for the better after a high school friend shared Jesus with him. Over time, El Bajur began to see Christ as someone who was represented love rather than hate. He desperately wanted this powerful force of love in his own life. One day, he knelt down, prayed, and accepted Jesus into his heart. Later in high school, when it came time to choose his classes, El Bajar decided to take Christian education courses. Contrary to the Muslims in his class, however, he knew his newfound faith secret, or he kept his newfound faith secret from his family and friends, declaring that he was solely taking the Christian classes out of curiosity. As a secret believer, El Bajar felt that his Christian faith was constricted. 
After several years, he gained the courage to publicly declare his faith. He was immediately met with severe hatred, which is common, a common experience for persecuted Sudanese Christians. In fact, one of his former friends even threatened to behead him if he ever saw him again. But Elbajar was prepared for this intense opposition. He says, if someone from a Muslim background decides to put their faith in Jesus, the consequences from family and community members are severe. Most of the time, they know that they are risking their lives in doing so. El Bajir's family completely cut ties with him and disowned him. They considered him to be an evil person who converted to another religion by leaving Islam, the religion of his of our family. His father told him, "You are no longer one of us because your new way of living comes and come back to Islam." El Bajar refused to forsake Christ and didn't hear from his father again for nearly two years. And a group of radical Muslims called El Bajar to a meeting. They demanded details about his devotion to Christ. They asked him to explain the reason which made him leave Islam for Christianity. El Bajar's responses shocked and infuriated the Muslims in attendance, especially one of his relatives. And that relative would go on to text Al Bajar, I will shoot you if I meet you again because you have left Islam. After he received the warning, Al Bajar went to a local church and requested that a group of believers pray for his safety and protection from radicals. However, Al Jabar did not recant his faith in Jesus. On the contrary, he's never been more outspoken. Since his about his beliefs, he has led three others to Christ and is now pastoring an underground church, house church in Darfur. Though El Jabbar has been rejected by his family, he and other persecuted Sudanese Christians can take comfort in Romans 12:5, which says, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. He is our brother in Christ, a relationship which will last through eternity. Let's come together and pray for our persecuted persecuted brother El-Jabar, El-Bajir. So let's remember to pray for him and all the other Sudanese that are being persecuted for their faith. You know, that's exactly what it's like. Muslims are bloody. They are. That's all there is to it. It's and tragic. We've, we've got another thing here. This is taking place in Israel. And this has been in the news. Hamas's plan to massacre children. This was produced by allisrael.com. And uh, before me I have a picture of children. There's 24 of them. And... In a stunning cache of documents found on dead Hamas terrace in southern Israel, it was discovered that the original plan of these butchers, these Muslim butchers, was to target children and young people from Syed, a religious kibbutz in Negev. It's about eight miles from Reem, the site of a nature party, where 206 attendees were slaughtered like hunted down animals. And these children are beautiful, Dana. Yeah, they are. And that just shows you the bloody nature of Islam. And make no mistake, when you're talking about Hamas, that's exactly what they did. All this stuff in America and all these knuckleheads that are protesting from the colleges and all this other stuff, you know, this is blood being shed from innocent kids. You hunt them down like an animal. Now, they had maps specifying 
the locations of kindergartens and schools. They had plans for how many to kill and how many to take hostage as well. And they had detailed escape plans. And documents also contained orders for two highly trained Hamas terrorist units to surround and infiltrate villages and target locations where civilians, especially children, are likely to be. Now this is the kind of a plot that they put on. These people planned on taking hostages, children, they planned on killing children, and planned on killing other people. So when I hear Americans blaming Israel for what happened, I've never seen such a bigger group of ignorant Americans. But see, included in this, there's a whole lot of Muslims in America today now. And if you get up in New York, they will fill an entire street when they worship. America is in trouble. And make no mistake about it. In the future in America, there is going to be a war. I firmly believe this because of how America has left the true and the living God. But see, when you talk about a religion of love, you're talking about Christianity. When you're talking about a bloody religion, you're talking about Islam. Now, at the same time that they discovered all this, there was some media outlets who formerly reported the war and were sympathetic towards Israel in this war. And they even exhibited great emotion during their coverage. But they changed their tune and suggested that the Jewish state should consider that it may be accused of committing war crimes. Well, make no mistake about it, Israel's not done anything like the others. But when you are faced with somebody that's going to do that to children, and I, w I saw, you know, the video where all them little babies were killed and then burned to death. There was yeah, some adults horrible. in the pit. This is disgusting. So there's no sympathy for Hamas. There's no sympathy for people who are bloody murderers whose God demands that they kill people innocently, kill people who are innocent. This is a war of all wars. And that's all there is to it. And you'd better join the true and the living God. Amen. <clears throat> now Herzog, when asked by a CNN correspondent during a press conference in Jerusalem, and I remember when this occurred, they were asking him questions about all this. And he said, you're really bringing up the question of whether Israel is engaged in war crimes when you've just watched all the Israeli Jews being butchered by Hamas, babies being murdered in front of their mothers, mothers in front of their children. It's astonishing. But see, they also burned the kids to a crisp. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about people. We're talking about animals, whether you like it or not. This is absolutely unconscionable. There is no way America should accept this. And if we have Muslims in this country that are like this, and that's their idea of jihad, we need to get rid of them, period. And I stand by that statement. But see, the chances of our government, who is corrupt, itself actually doing something to try to save America and stop this it will not happen and so we've seen this and can you know and we we saw also all the all the riots and everything else around the world over all of this 
And people are more concerned about Hamas yeah. and Gaza than about the people that were killed. That's just crazy. And so, you know, I, of course, as far as, and they do list CNN, MSNBC, and the Washington Post. Well, all three of those I never listen to, don't do anything with. And I know they're ilk. We have a bunch of these liberal newspapers. And w and we have representatives in Congress that believe this same thing, too. And they shouldn't even be in America. I got news for That's you. America right. was not founded on this. You know, when we went and fought World War II, we were, it was a righteous war and we were righteous. But now America has fallen. Sad, sad. Period. And I condemn what's happened in America and I condemn people that didn't look at this right with Israel. And I condemn our Congress and I condemn our president and every political uh, entity and politician there is. You need to wake up and understand the history of this country and stop screwing around. Especially when you start wanting to give reparations to blacks. That's another issue altogether. America fought a civil war, one of the bloodiest wars in history. And that's how the blacks were freed. The price has been paid in blood. You start adding money to it, you ruin everything. Because money, mammon, is a curse. It ain't going to help you. Okay, Tower. Um, you have another one. Oh, we do. Yes. Now, this is another one on... Hamas and the Israel war. I wanted to make sure that we did some coverage on this, on this one here. And as you know, on October 7th, this last Saturday, Hamas militants launched a deadly attack on southern Israel from the Gaza enclave. Now they've controlled that since 2007. And I remember that from 2007. I remember Arafat from 2007. I remember how he trained all the kids to hate Jews and a blood libel. He used Disney characters and other things to convince them to hate Israel. Now there is no doubt now that this is done with. The Israelis did grieve the loss of life. It was horrible. Yes, sir. And I Amen. personally was watching the coverage close. And so Israel ended up responding by declaring war on Hamas, as you well know. And so the war is still going on. And thousands have been injured and killed on both sides. And civilian casualties continue to mount. In the area affected by the conflict, there are very small Christian minorities present who are greatly suffering in the war. Gaza is home to a rapidly shrinking and beleaguered Christian community that has been pressured from all sides. Gaza's Christians have suffered with the region's more than 2 million inhabitants through the 16-year-long blockade and have witnessed multiple humanitarian crises through economic collapse, crumbling health services, travel restrictions, and conflict between Hamas and Israel. <laughs> and the Islamic horrible. terrorist elements in Gaza have also resulted in Christians being attacked such as the 2007 Bible Society tragedy, which resulted in great fear among churches in association, associating with persecuted secret Christians from Muslim backgrounds. 
In Israel, both Jewish and Messianic and Arab Christians experienced pressures for their faith from radical Jewish groups and can sometimes be treated as second-class citizens in the Jewish state. The small Jewish Messianic Christian community also suffers collectively in terrorist attacks from groups such as Hamas that spring from deep-seated anti-Semitic sentiment in radical Islamic terrorist groups in the Palestinian territories. Now this was brought to you by International Christian Concern, who is monitoring the situation and continues to serve the persecuted Christians bravely shining for Jesus Christ in these areas affected by the war in the Middle East. And International Christian Concern is praying for a peaceful de-escalation of this conflict and end to the cycles of death, revenge, and hatred and for a future of freedom and peace for both Israeli and Palestinian Christians. And that would be nice. So yes, I pray would. that you're on the right side of all of this. Amen. And that you wake up and become informed. Go over to International Christian Concern at persecution.org and find their websites and check them out. Persecution.org. Okay, Tower. Okay. This story is an emergency appeal for suffering Christian families. And it, this story comes to us from BarnabasAid.org. Death and destruction have erupted in the Holy Land, where our Lord Jesus lived his earthly life. In the last week and a half, many hundreds of people have died, thousands have been injured, and countless buildings have been destroyed. The situation is grave in Israel and Gaza, as well as in the West Bank, which is not involved in the conflict. No one is allowed in or out of Bethlehem, and there are, are already shortages of flour, dairy products, and petrol. Many schools are closed. Many Christians have sought refuge in the Holy Land after fleeing persecution in parts of Africa. Now they have been re-traumatized by the extreme violence that has broken out in the country where they sought safety. Christians living in all these regions pray for safety. They ask the, their Lord and Savior, the Prince of Peace, to bring an end to the violence. Please add your prayers to theirs through our local project partners on the ground. Barnabas Aid seeks to help our Christian brothers and sisters who share in the suffering. And if you're able, please go to BarnabasAid.org to donate. And your gift will provide food and other humanitarian aid at this desperate time. And please give as you can. And we are thankful for our faithful supporters. If you have recently sent a gift to Barnabas Aid, please do not feel under pressure to give again. But do remember the needs of Christians in this appeal in your prayers. If the project is sufficiently funded, we reserve the right to use designated gifts either for another project or a similar type or another project in the same country. So go to BarnabasAid.org. And we thank you for helping these organizations and helping your brothers around the world, your brothers and sisters. Amen. You know, when you look at the the stories we did tonight, you really do see a lot of trouble. You do. And then when you add Israel, what happened there, it it's multiplied considerably. You know, Israel has always been there. It's never been this bad. And you know this thing that happened to israel this this was serious, and this was close to home. This was close to our friends, you know people that uh, we came in contact with over the years, and so 
you know, it's not fun. No, it's horrible to have to. And and it's like a a new tough kid has moved in on the block, and he wants to kill everybody he can find. And and we find this jihad thing going way back. And I mean in modern history. I remember David Wilkerson talking about it when he was alive. You know, all the churches, you know, that have missions know very well from the missionaries how dangerous, dangerous it is. And then when you look at America today and how our own borders have been opened and how we have people here trying to initiate the globalist scheme of the WEF and others. You see a complete engulfing of modern times in certain issues that will destroy the independent nations and it's going to be leading us you know, to the rise of the Antichrist, as you would call him. And there's serious, serious things, issues. And so we we see on the horizon many, many things that are absolutely imperative for you to prepare for. Starvation, job losses, protection from those who are violent and there's a lot of violent people out there and in America we got a lot of people that are killing everybody and beating people up and they're not Muslims that are doing this they're just a bunch of spoiled you know wicked people who see fit to do what they can to harm others and so we are in perilous times. We're definitely in the end of days. So these are the things that we're looking at today. So you know, Tower, it's yeah, just it's, hard to believe. It is. It's tragic. I hate all this stuff going on. I just absolutely hate it. Yeah, it is. It's gut-wrenching. It's just horrible to think about these kinds of atrocities going on and how people can be so wicked. Yep. Well, you can go ahead and take a little bit of time and say goodbye. We're going to have okay. to get out of here. Good night, everybody. We love you. We pray for you. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. We thank you for joining us and please pray for your brothers and sisters around the world. There's a lot of dire situations going on and they need your prayers and help and and we thank you for all you do for the King, Christ Jesus. And we love you and please remember to pray for us as we pray for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, check out my new books, one is Steal the Darkness, the other is The Rising. And The Rising is the latest. So get a copy, read it, and leave a comment and let us know. So check out the book The Rising, check out our websites, let your friends know. Be safe. Look to the Lord. And remember to pray for protection around your family. As the Lord said, I pray thee, Father, that you would not take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. So be kept from the evil, folks. Good night. God bless you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.